Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you to join us coming up tomorrow from 3 to 6. Hanging out with Tom at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it will blow your mind. We are live here at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Gordon, one of our absolute very favorite places, 140, uh, 114 South, 3561 West. We did get rid of our uh, our jazz tickets uh, for the last hour. Stay tuned. We'll come up with another way to give out uh, another pair of this uh, 4 o'clock hour. Yeah, we had a number of people coming in, patting their bellies and rubbing their heads. And, uh, you know, uh, only... Well, the first ones were the ones that got them. So we'll come up with something else for this next little while. We do have all the jazz gear. We also, uh, Gordon, have uh, VIP or passes to our VIP tailgate tent at the Utah-UCLA game. So uh, come get that. We have a lot of fun, uh, but uh, free food, free beverages associated with that. And that's so. a 6 o'clock kick, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Uh, tomorrow uh, or on uh, Saturday. So you'll have a chance to do a little tailgate and right. enjoy yourself. And if you've ever thought to yourself, wow, I'd really like to meet Frank Dolce. Well, this is your chance. <laughs> now, what's the, like, what's the likelihood that any of our listeners had that thought cross their mind? Oh, I, I think people would love to meet Frank. First of all, he's, he's, he's a fun guy. He's he got is. a fun, fun personality. He he's very, sure very approachable. And Smart. He's, he's a former Utah quarterback, That's man. That's true. We wouldn't want to meet a, a former Utah quarterback at the Utah tailgate. Have you been up there recently? Uh, to our tailgate? No, to just the tailgate, tailgating well, I area guess, up there. I guess the answer to both is yes. It's, it's remarkable. I think I just got, I may have gotten crop dusted. <laughs> <laughs> it's remarkable how much stuff is going on it, it's pretty. It's pretty wild to see how that thing has grown. It has. I have no idea how they're getting around the 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 liquor laws of the land, but whatever they're doing up there, it's working. Oh this game. man, Under. that's so good. <laughs> I was up there with another member of the media recently, and uh, a uh, a tailgater came over, and he he had a bottle of some kind of beverage. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And apple juice. I. Uh, he asked if if we wanted any, and I said no. I don't. I don't imbibe. And but the the individual I was with, I'll take some of that. <laughs> he was enjoying that before we went down to cover the game. PK, have a good time that wasn't night. Wasn't PK. Bowler, have a good time that night. It wasn't Bowler. And I, now stop asking me questions because uh, every time you ask me that, then we we uh, we so make the, the possible pool smaller. Bert's dad, Dirk, have a good time that night. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not. I'm not going to play this game. Sounds made up, then. Nope, it was uh, not made up. I guarantee you. Dave that. Fox, have a good time. <laughs> what if I just throw Dave? <laughs> Say yeah, it was Dave when it wasn't. Mm. All right. Well, I'll get to the bottom of this. Brad Rock. Brad's retired. Was that previous? Oh, no, Brad retired right after the BYU you talked yeah, about. Yeah, that was right. his last day. Jody Guinnessy, have a good time? <laughs> don't do this to me. Don't do not do this to me. Because I don't want to kiss and tell. Wes Ruff? <laughs> you're just, naming, have a, have a nice you're just time. naming everybody, aren't you? Cam Ronnie? Adam Mikulich? 
Uh, well, anyway, you're not going to throw anyone under the bus. No. Huh? Okay. No, no, but they were enjoying themselves. All right. Uh, we are here at Marley's uh, Gourmet Sliders. Drop on by and see us. If uh, you mentioned the zone, uh, mentioned listening, they're going to hook you up with a free milkshake. Those are unbelievable. And always at both locations, if you mention the zone and buy a slider, they're going to give you free fries. Yes. So it pays. It pays yes. to listen to the zone because the fries are terrific, too. So uh, we also have jazz gear, VIP tailgate passes, and uh, we'll give away more jazz tickets a little bit later on in the show. We're oh, well. still hoping to talk to Sam Amick of The Athletic, your NBA Daily Assist, which is brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Call now to get on the list for a spring air conditioning tune-up from Lee's Heating and Air. This is just 59 bucks. Once temperatures reach 70, they'll call to set up the appointment. Call uh, 747-LEES. Okay, so Jake, before we get Sam on, let me ask you this question, a, a totally treetop question. What of all your observations about the NBA basketball thus far comes first to mind when I ask that? Ooh. Um, Is it, it look, look, Okay, let me start with maybe a sp- more specific question. We had so much anticipation for this season, not just because the Jazz were improved, but but it was going to be exciting. Has it reached? Has it matched your expectation in that regard? Uh, oh yeah, yes, yes, yeah. I, 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 I think so. I, I think the league overall has has been a lot of fun. I'm trying to think. So nationally, what, what? I mean, can't ignore LeBron and Anthony Davis, and that that seems to be working pretty well down there in Houston, uh, in LA. So, Houston is so, an interesting. Uh, Situation? Can I can I tell you what geeky me? Uh, my answer is this is probably not everybody's, but but kind of geeky me. Yeah. The the Mavericks. The Mavericks. Luka Doncic is. Um, he has been. And it's working well, well with uh, with Kristaps Porzingis, and they have um, a coach in Rick Carlisle who I I think is is still one of the NBA's best. And I think that they've got kind of a, a fun, exciting duo going on in Dallas, and it's looked pretty good so far. And it wasn't that long ago that Dallas looked like they were in uh, in some trouble. They, I'll, I'll tell you what, Gordon. They're they're an example of a, a well-run organization. Now I know they had the the issues with the president and that last year, and that stuff is is inexcusable. So I'm not I'm not saying anybody's perfect. All right, but. Uh-huh. Uh, from a basketball standpoint, the way that Dallas operates has always been uh, in the upper echelon of NBA franchises, in my opinion. And look at look—they made a smart draft day move, mm-hmm. and, and Trey Young actually looks like he's yes. going to be pretty good too. But maybe uh, he's got an attitude. But Doncic is a great fit for them. They made a, a smart draft day move, so they drafted they drafted well. And then I think it like the Jazz pouncing on Mike Conley when the opportunity to get another piece arises you have to to select it wisely right and when you do find that opportunity you need to be aggressive and smart at the same time right. in going to get it and so Porzingis wants to get away from New York he wants to get out of that Knicks organization you have to know that that's your opportunity and you have to go pounce on it and and that was a great move for them and if he if Porzingis stays healthy he's going to be awesome Awesome. I, will, I will never forget the night that the Knicks drafted Porzingis and the reaction of the fans. Yep. They booed like crazy. It was the only good thing that Phil Jackson did. <laughs> Seriously. Look at all the moves Phil Jackson made and the coaching hires and all that stuff. And it, it, it was the one good move. That was it. And he had real, real questions about it in the aftermath. But anyway. I mean, he, he's... He's on his way to being a star. Now, he will never be a superstar unless he learns to play defense. 
But Doncic is on his way to superstardom. I mean, the way that he plays, combine that with he's a bigger guy. I mean, he's six six. He's got an NBA body right now, and he can do it all. I love, I love those those situations where you look back at a player, or you look at a player, and then think back, what was anybody thinking not to do everything they could to get this guy? Right. When I look at the overall picture of the NBA, I mean, the, the fact that the Celtics are nine and one. That just punches you in the nose, doesn't it? I mean, maybe I, uh, I, that, that's how badly chemistry can hurt a team, right? If there. I had told you that the Bucks and they're tied for third, but really they're listed as fourth right now. If I told you that the Bucks would be fourth in the East as far as overall standings go, you got the Celtics, you got the Raptors, you got the Heat, and then the Bucks and the Sixers are after that. Well, that, that surprises me. Well, that's not going to stay that way. I know. I know. But I'm talking about up to this point. Right. Miami is is surprisingly good. I think um, people have uh, started to um, underestimate just how good Jimmy Butler really is. Now, uh, out of all these surprise teams, Gordon, and I'm not I'm not saying the Celtics are a surprise team. I'm not classifying them there. We we thought that they'd be somewhere in the mix in the Eastern Conference. And then but, and then but, in the West also the Lakers, Rockets, Jazz, Nuggets, and Clippers in that the, order. The, right. Uh, so it, it, surprise teams right now. Miami. I would I would classify as that uh, uh, the Suns at six and four. I would classify as that Dallas at six and four. I would classify as that. I'll even throw in the Timberwolves at six and four. Out of those teams, those surprise teams, who has staying power and who doesn't? Uh, give me the teams again. Okay, so Miami in the okay. East and in the West. I'll, I'll even throw Charlotte. Now they're four and six. We're not going to count them, even though they're in the playoff. T-Wolves so, are so, up to seven and four now. So, uh, oh, uh, I should refresh this. So Miami in the East, okay. Minnesota, Phoenix, Dallas in the West. Who has staying power and who doesn't? Uh, well, the most surprising of the bunch to me is Phoenix. Because <laughs> no way did I think the Suns would be competing the way they are well, right Locke, now. Well, Locke, Locke the other night uh, when he was talking to us on the broadcast said he thought we should, we're to the point where we should consider Phoenix a playoff team. And I don't yeah. think I'm – see, I guess I, – I, so when, who has staying power and who doesn't? Okay, I would say that the Suns probably don't, although they should get stronger as the year goes on because they get – DeAndre they, Aiden Yeah, back. they get Aiden back, and so that's the, that will help them. I think the Mavs are for real. See, I think the Mavs have staying power. I yeah. don't think the Suns have staying power, and I, I don't. And I, I don't think the Timberwolves have staying power either. Yeah, I agree with that. But I do think the Heat do. See, that's the one I'm a little bit torn on. See, they have they have really good coaching there. Spolster's a very good coach. Yep. And Jimmy Butler, as long as he doesn't keep telling his teammates to get out of the picture when he's being interviewed, uh, if they if they can continue to play together well, I, I think they're going to stick around. They, the Heat, there's a team that's drafted well, too. They've got a couple of young players yeah. uh, on their team that yep. have uh, have a ton of potential. So I'm, I'm a little torn there. I think the Sixers will get better as time goes by. I don't know whether the Celtics can keep up this pace. Are oh, they, you kidding they me? Can. Nine and one? Milwaukee will be on top of the East when it's all said and done. The Sixers. And Toronto. Toronto is, that team is good with or without Kawhi Leonard. They really are. They're not contenders. I'm not saying they're not necessarily they're going to win a championship, but, man, they're good. Contender good, though? They were, they were 17 and 5 last year without Kawhi. Contender good, though? Mm, probably not. No. I mean, that... that how, how many people do you think, if you were to ask this question around the league, or even casual fans, how many would answer that the Jazz 
are true contenders. Um, you know what has to happen for that belief to be widespread? They can't, they can't screw up against teams like the Lakers. Now, they already beat the Bucks and the Sixers. So that adds some, some that convinces some people. You, you've got to beat some teams. Though, but when they got beat by the Lakers the way they did, and I understand that Bogdanovich didn't play in that game and all that, but they have to show well against against these best teams in the league. And I think they can. I think they will. And uh, but but we get to see them all the time. People who are living in Milwaukee and Philadelphia and Boston, I'm not sure that they get that opportunity. And. Uh, that's what they have to do. Okay, I don't know if I, I can quantify it for you. I don't know if I can give you an estimation, but I'll put it this way. It's more than previous Jazz generations just because of Donovan Mitchell and, to a lesser extent, Mike Conley. But Donovan Mitchell is a high-profile NBA player. He is. He's, he's turned into that. He, uh, you know, John and Carl got that where they're just these high-profile NBA guys. But Donovan Mitchell he grabs a lot of eyeballs because of the way he plays. Yeah. And also the the fact that he's got a shoe with Adidas certainly helps. But he, he's a, people pay attention to Donovan Mitchell. And, then and yet people, the most valuable player for the Jazz remains Rudy Gobert. That is probably true. But Rudy, you know, defense doesn't grab headlines. You're right. It's the exact opposite right. of Donovan. And then Mike Conley's reputation around the league has, has had to – add to that as well right i mean you don't hear many people who don't think extremely high uh highly of mike conley and his uh and his game so and we're seeing him come around which we knew would happen i i think we're seeing that too he's not not gonna go for 18 points in one quarter the way he did uh a, a little while ago but he is gonna i think he's gonna level off at a nice 18 19 20 points a game level and if he's there, if he's right there, then what does that tell you? Because there are going to be nights when Gobert does it. There are going to be a lot of nights, almost every night, that Mitchell does it. There's going to be nights when Bogdanovich does it. So if you have four 20-point scores, 20-plus point scores, you're going to win a lot of games and play defense the way they generally do. Well, equally as important to the scoring, in my opinion, is his connection to Rudy now. We're really seeing that develop because that's yeah. – that's, that's one thing that Ricky Rubio really had. He had a he and Rudy were really dialed in together, and and you're seeing, by the way, what Rubio's doing with uh, Baines for for the Suns. Yeah. So he, I mean, that's a strength of Rubio's game. So Mike needs to develop something similar with Rudy because, as as we've talked about many times, Rudy is an offensive weapon when used correctly, and when defended a certain way. But he needs he needs a connection with Mike Conley for Rudy's sake and for Mike's sake. So I think we're seeing that. Uh, not to go back to this play again, but that the pass that uh, that uh, uh, Quinn compared to Julio Jones right. in the Nets game. Right. I mean, I thought that was critical because because Mike showed a lot of faith in Rudy, and that means he a rifled lot. that pass too. I mean, that was a bullet, and that means a lot to Rudy because you can't put yourself out there by making comments to the Trib and Andy Larson like Rudy did without backing it up. And that mm-hmm. was a point actually you you made when we were having that that discussion. Is Rudy? needs to you can't complain about not getting the ball and then when you get a pass to you that's a little bit more difficult than usual you you don't come through so right. i thought i thought moments like that i think are huge because i think it's really important that mike make that connection with rudy did it surprise you over the past couple games some of the moves rudy's been making in the low post because it surprised me well because it wasn't just receiving the passes from mike conley and and dunking 
it was also there were a couple of occasions where he took the ball and made a, a that that one move he spun left and then spun back right and scored. How often have you seen Rudy do that? Well, I think I think we're seeing Rudy's game develop. Yes, but a lot of what they've done is they've put Rudy in the dunk spot in the Ronnie Brewer spot a lot more, and Rudy's been able to take advantage of catching the ball in traffic and being able to make a strong move to the basket. So, I mean, that's I, I don't know if that's surprising to me. They've also, and this is something we talked about when we were talking about Rudy's comments to, to the Trib, when he's pinned his guy, get him the ball and let him dunk it. Yeah. And he's so positioning has been really good for Rudy. So I don't know if it's any special post move as much as it is Rudy being in the right place at the right time and his guys finding him. I'm just saying that in the last couple of games, I've seen him do things that I've never seen him do before. And whether that whether that means that he's capable of doing that on a consistent basis or not, oftentimes it depends on who he's going up against. And uh, But uh, he has surprised me on a couple of occasions. And then it, br- it brings up this question, Jake. How many All-Stars do the Jazz have on their roster? Two. Well, are, are you asking me, do I think they finally get the credit that they deserve? Or do I? Uh, are you asking me... Is it the two mainstays, or can, is, is it possible for Conley to get there, or is it possible for Bogdanovich to get there? Pretty crowded in the Well, po- of, course it, of course it's possible. I mean, remember that year where uh, Budenholzer was coaching the Hawks and their like, entire starting five, including Kyle Korver, made the all-star team? Remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. Paul Millsap, I think it was Paul Millsap's first all-star uh, appearance, and Al Horford made it, and I think it was Jeff Teague. Anyway. Uh, but it was that one year where the Hawks were were uh, were really really good. So I mean, if if the Jazz are sitting at number one in the West and are the the surprising team, you know, taking the league by storm, then anything's possible. But I would say the candidates at this point are Rudy and Donovan. Do me a favor, will you pull up the Jazz schedule? Will you? And I and I, you said if the Jazz are number one in the West right now, they're they're tied for second in the West with Houston. And as we mentioned yesterday, they're not even playing at their peak yet. And maybe some of the other teams aren't either. So that might balance out. But there is the possibility that the Jazz can have a better record than they've compiled so far. So what do you want to know about the schedule? Give us the next 10 games. All right. So at Memphis tomorrow, uh, Monday at home against the T-Wolves, then Wednesday on the road against the T-Wolves. And those, those are hard when you play uh, a team uh, twice in a row. Okay. Uh, Golden State on Friday. Okay. New or- uh, that's at home. New Orleans at home on Saturday. All so right. back to back, but you're at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Monday at Milwaukee. Okay. Wednesday at this is November 27th at Indiana. Okay. And then they round out the month on Friday, November 29th at Memphis. Okay, I have them going six and two in those eight games. Yeah. With the losses being. Probably Indiana Once. on the road and uh, what was the other one? Milwaukee, well, Milwaukee on the, on the road. road is going to be hard, too. But so, that's one of those games that you were talking about. If, if the Jazz are going to be taken seriously as a contender, then you've got you to go on the road and beat the Bucks. Well, that, okay, you did eight games. So if, if, if it goes the way that I just said that it would go, they would be 14-5. and five. That's When you're winning three, t- three for every one loss. You'll probably catch some attention. You should. Especially if you win games like beating the Bucks on the road. 
Yeah, we'll see about that. All right, we're live here. We're at uh, Marley's Gourmet Sliders. We're at the District in South Jordan, 114 South, 3561 West. And our friend Sam joins us once again. And, Sam, uh, if folks just come by and grab some sliders uh, and mention the zone, you're throwing in, well, usually fries for free. Yeah. And that's at both locations. But if they come out here tonight, you're throwing in the shake for free. Oh, yeah, free milkshakes. I can't endorse that enough. (laughs) I I mean, maybe you've never been to Marley's. Maybe you've never tasted those shakes. But I'm telling you right now, you you are going to reward yourself if you do. What's it's really the, the best shake in the world. What's yeah. your go-to shake right now? Right now, it's that uh, cherry pie. How often does that change? Do you do you? We uh, do a, we do a different one every single month. So we do our monthly shake, and this month, just in time for season, is our cherry pie. Now, is your is your opinion listened to when ideas are being batted about for shakes? <laughs> uh, no, because <laughs> I'd get some crazy stuff. Because I think that that would be a really fun job. Yeah. Like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I uh, develop shakes for Marley's Gourmet go. Sliders. That, I'm that, a chef. That's like the dream job right there. I'll pitch it tomorrow. I'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. Well, hey. you hey, Come up with something, Jake. If you could put anything in a shake, what would you do? Oh, I don't know. Like bacon or something? Like a bacon <laughs> a shake? A bacon shake? That could be okay. kind of interesting. Well, what kind of ice cream would go best with bacon? Oh, like bacon vanilla. Get a little maple syrup in there. Ooh, That'd see? See, this, this sort of thing. He's... He, He's crazy. He's a wild man. <laughs> but you also kind of do the same thing with uh, with sliders, where you guys will, will bring some on for a little while, and if it works, it makes it to the menu, and if not, you know, kind of Yeah, we, got a, we got a pretty fun monthly slider going on right now. It's our leftover Thanksgiving um, slider. Ooh, do it's tell. It's got, like, stuffing. It's got oh. uh, turkey, homemade gravy, oh. cranberry sauce on it. That sounds incredible. Yeah. You, you can't get that anywhere else in the world. It's oh. seriously Is that so available good. now? It's available right now, both locations, so... Well, What's your whistle? Get yourself excited about Thanksgiving coming? No, I'm 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 going to try that. That that is that is going to happen. You know, oh, you yeah. know what? I'm I'm going for, I'm going to go for that, and I'm going to go for that cherry pie shake. Very smart. And, and, oh, and, yeah. you, and you got to get the fries. Oh well, yeah. I and mean, you get them for free. The, the, the question <laughs> is, and the shake. The question is not, are you going to get fries? It's how many orders of fries <laughs> are you going to get? True. Yeah. Uh, but uh, come on down and take advantage of it. Mention the zone. They're hooking you up with free stuff, and uh, you've got to try the food. It's fresh. It's delicious, and that's kind of what you guys are all about. Oh, yeah, gourmet. That's all we got. The gourmet sliders. All right, so come by and try them. 114 South, 3561 West, Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Thank you very much, Sam. Yep, thanks, guys. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, child! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live from Marley's Gourmet Sliders here in South Jordan at the District, 3561 West, 114 South. Come by and see us. Still have jazz gear uh, to give away. Want to remind you, suit up in style with Mr. Mack and Alema Harrington. Enter now at 1280thezone.com to win a pair of Cole Haan shoes from Mr. Mack. And an outfitting shopping experience with Alema during the remote on December the 11th. Alema will personally pick you out an outfit. Compliments of Mr. Mack. Uh, real quick, Gordon, before we jump out to Matt Stevens, uh, well, here's another pair of tickets. Okay. How are we going to give them away? Um, hmm. How about uh, the first person to come in and sing uh, sing part of a song? 
part of any song? Uh, you pick a song. A well-known song. I'm you. a little teapot. We did that already, didn't we? <laughs> remember the sugar yes, bowl? Yes, uh, I do yes, remember. Yes. Yeah, about uh, someone has to come in and well, do the... Row, row, row your boat? Well, let's do something less loud considering we're going to have a guest here. Well, how about somebody come in and do the chicken dance? Okay. All right. Next it, person in here to do the chicken dance. It's fr- two gets free jazz tickets. To go to see the game against the uh, Timberwolves on Monday. All right, let's get out to the uh, Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us, he does uh, the color work on the broadcast for the UCLA Bruins. Of course, he's a former quarterback as well. He's Matt Stevens with us on the big show. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. So, Matt, tell us, uh, the, this Bruins team coming into Rice-Eccles on a three-game winning streak, what has Chip figured out? Well, he's figured out his quarterback has gotten a lot better, and probably the best planner his team is Joshua Kelly is 100% healthy. Joshua Kelly started the season off. He had a knee injury, and he sort of tugged along through the beginning of the season, and now that he's 100% at the midpoint, he's really been leading the offense. Matt, let me ask you uh, then, if, if, if Kelly is all that, how is it going to go when they go up against the number one uh, rushing defense in the country? What, what Something's got to give. What will it be? Well, I, you know, Utah is known, obviously, for a great defense. They also have eight seniors. Uh, but Chip Kelly likes to run the ball, and he's real stubborn about it. And he likes to run the ball in between the tackles. And, you know, it's going to be a brawl. I think Chip Kelly's going to continue – uh, to run Joshua Kelly inside, and it's going to set up the play action. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to give because UCLA, they're playing their best football right now, and their record is definitely not the team that they are. So what happens if they are able to slow him down? How much does that hurt UCLA's attack? Well, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson's a guy at quarterback that is a, a lot like you know Tyler Huntley. He can get outside. He can throw on the run. Uh, he's got a very accurate arm. There's a lot of receivers that he can throw to. Kyle Phillips to slot back. Uh, we, you know, equate him a lot to Edelman with the Patriots, and then a big tight end, Devin Asiasi. There's some matchup problems, so it's just not all about Joshua Kelly. If it does get shut down, Matt Stevens with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Defensively, what is the strength for this year's Bruins team? Well, you know, the first part of the year, there was no strength on the UCLA defense. And uh, towards the middle part of the season, Chip Kelly and his staff mixed up the defensive line and put more speed in the pass rush. Uh, UCLA does have a good run-stopping defense. They have some big dudes, 363, 331, 350. They can't stop the run when they want to, but they wanted to put more pressure on the passer. This defense is just playing better now. Uh, The linebackers, they're probably the core of the defense. There's five seniors. And I think the young defensive backs are finally coming into their own. So, Matt, uh, what, I guess this is kind of a weird question, but when you think of UCLA, you think of a, a program that, that can recruit some terrific athletes. Has it been a matter of coordinating that talent, or has the talent been sort of overrated? They've needed more of those terrific players from the Southern California area. Well, I think UCLA is on the rise. You know, I would definitely, if I were in the stock market, I would put a lot of money into UCLA. UCLA's recruiting class has really shaped up this year. Chip Kelly, you know, he inherited a team that, you know, 60 players left from when he started. 60 players either left, they transferred, they quit, uh, medical reasons. 
That's a lot of players to lose, especially when you can only recruit 25 players per year. You know, Chip Kelly and his staff has gone out and they've got a bunch of walk-ons. Uh, they have a very young football team. Uh, this is a football team, like I said, that's going to come into Rice-Eccles Stadium, and they're not going to be a four and five team. They're going to be pretty good. How long did it take you to uh, recover physically and emotionally from that Washington State game? <laughs> I still am not recovered. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's a little thing. You know, it's funny in that game, forty-nine seventeen. I mean. There was 45,000 people there at Washington State and 25,000 left to go out to the bars and didn't enjoy the evening. It was pretty cold that night. And, you know, and I wanted to be one of them. I mean, I just I had seen this train wreck with UCLA before, and then all of a sudden Dorian Thompson-Robinson, you know, took over the team. And it was interesting, too, because he's a young guy. He's really talented. But he put the team on his back, and he became the leader of the team. And obviously there were a couple of hiccups after that Washington State game where UCLA lost, but now they're back on the win streak. But now it is Thompson Robinson's team, and he's the leader of the team, and he's doing a great job. Matt, what do you suspect the nature of the game on Saturday evening will be at Rice-Eccles? Are you expecting uh, a, a substantial number of points, or do you think it'll be low scoring? What do you think? Uh, I think the paramedic crew better be ready because it's going to be a bloodbath out there. I think both teams are really going to go at it. Uh, you know, both teams are led by premier running backs. I think, you know, two of the top five running backs in the country and Zach Moss and Joshua Kelly. And both teams want to impose their will running the football. And what's going to give, I don't know. I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I mean, maybe a medium-score game, you know, somewhere in the high 20s, 30s. Uh, and I think the game will also be decided early on. If UCLA can hang in there with Utah early on, I think, you know, that's going to give UCLA a little bit of hope and make Utah scratch their heads about this 4-5 and five football team. Matt Stevens is with us uh, from the UCLA broadcast, of course, former quarterback as well. And I know we've talked a lot about Joshua Kelly, but, uh, Matt, I've had the, chan- or I had the chance to interview him at uh, Pac-12 Media Day. And if you look at his story coming from junior college, he's just, Gordon, he's got this just magnetic personality you can tell he's just a really neat guy and i would imagine matt that uh, you've encountered few uh, a few athletes that are easier to cheer for than that dude well just think about it he's at uc davis on a scholarship he decides to leave uc davis and walk on to ucla and he's fifth string i mean he's way down on the depth chart battles his way all through fall camp and they're talking about him uh he gets off to a bad start they bench him a game the second or third game then all of a sudden he just comes on the fourth game and you know at the end of the year he ran for 289 yards against usc uh he's very much like an nfl back he knows how to fit with his blockers uh he runs hard he's always picking up extra yards and the one thing about him he's got breakaway speed i mean there's some fast players on that ucla football team josh kelly's one of them Matt, uh, this is going to age me a little bit, but I remember watching you play when you were quarterback at UCLA. As as a former player there, as someone who's close to the program, what are your thoughts on the performance over the past 20 years? You know, UCLA, they've been up and down. I mean, they've had a lot of coaching changes. Uh, they've had some good years with these coaches and some bad years, and they're a program that's looking for consistency, and I think the athletic director found the right guy in Chip Kelly, and Chip Kelly is time to build the program. Like I said, you know, 60 players have left since Chip Kelly took over. Uh, he's got the, one of the youngest teams in Division One football. 
uh, I think the program's in in the right direction, and I think Chip Kelly is the right guy. And give Chip Kelly, you know, three, four more years with UCLA being right in the middle of LA with all the great recruits that come out of Southern California. They're going to cause a lot of problems for other teams. Matt, I I don't uh, I don't know how long you stayed in the place of your birth, but if you stayed there for more than a year or two, what is Sulphur, Louisiana like? <laughs> Sulphur, Louisiana is a lot of mosquitoes uh, and snakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I am. I I lived out mostly in Southern California, and I consider that my home. And I'll tell you right now, the beach. In Huntington Beach is a lot better than Sulphur. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I believe I just, that. I just wonder because I've never been to Sulphur, you know. But if the yeah. first the first two things you bring up are mosquitoes and snakes, no thanks. <laughs> Huntington probably is a lot <laughs> exactly. better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Matt, hey, we can't thank you enough for jumping on with us, and uh, it should be a fun one on Saturday. Thank you very much. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. Matt Stevens, color analyst for the UCLA broadcast, and of course former Bruin quarterback let's see sulfur louisiana or huntington beach i mean mm. it's it, it, yeah i do think chip uh, chip kelly has ucla heading in the right direction i actually thought that last year and maybe that was a little premature but they played a lot better toward the end of the year did you think it early in this season because they looked bad very bad no i i definitely had a little doubt creep in there because i mean it was I mean, remember remember going into that Oklahoma game, Gordon? I remember you and I making jokes about how they were going to lose seventy to zero. And they've they here's the thing. Listen, you, you go into a new program, and Chip was taking over a UCLA team that was on its way down. Right. And Jim Mora, the recruiting had fallen off, and the talent wasn't where it traditionally has been at UCLA. And Chip had to come in and clean house. When Matt was, said that 60 players left the program, I wonder how many of those Chip ran off. I wonder how many just didn't want to deal with uh, more commitment or, or what. He well, said some were medical. but and, and a lot of times that goes hand in hand. You, you come in and you set a standard, and those that can't live up to it have to go find another place to play. It's I, just 60. I mean, yeah, that's an incredible that's a number. Lot. That's, that's an a incredible lot. That's number. That's over half your players. Now, so, it, it, but, but when I, I have great respect for coaches who go in and who suffer some, some adversity at first and then turn that sucker. That's what, that's what uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen that on a number of occasions. Yeah. I mean. Well, if Chip gets the athletes. I mean, he, we saw it at Oregon. He's a good enough coach. He, he'll put him in the right place. Well, he certainly has a resume. Yeah. And it did. You know what? His system didn't work in the NFL. It didn't. It, it kind of pretended to in Philly there for a minute, but it, it didn't work. At college, you know, it's, it's a different story. And if he can, uh, you know, be as morally flexible in recruiting as he was with the Ducks, then <laughs> it's, it's probably going to go pretty well for him. Oh, man. Uh, does he have an Uncle Phil down there at UCLA? Uh, there's him? somebody down there it's at UCLA. Yeah. I mean, Westwood. Your your guy wouldn't didn't do what he did for all that time because even even the the Saint John Wooden. Uh, Want to remind you visit Ford Fan Zone on Level Six where there is uh, free pop shot games, cornhole, foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the game, and socializing with friends. Not sports. Sport is next. Tanner Mangum, top of the five o'clock hour. Josh Parcell at five thirty. Live at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Uh, come on out and join us in uh, at the district in South Jordan, one hundred fourteen South, thirty five sixty one West. 
We did get a winner for the Jazz tickets. We'll have another pair to give away in the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 114 South, 3561 West. Just come by, mention you listen to it on The Zone. They're going to hook you up with a free milkshake for today if you come by during the show. And uh, they'll hook you up with free fries pretty much any time if you mention The Zone. So take advantage of that. We're going to talk to uh, our friend Sam coming up here momentarily but let's uh, get right to it it's time for the not sports report gordon brought to you each and every day by the lhm used car supermarket over uh, 1,000 used cars in uh in inventory shop online lhmusedcars.com gordon where are we going today uh two different places the first place i probably shouldn't bring up since we're at marley's but i i just want to make a comment on it real quick what's the deal with popeyes and all the fights that are breaking out at, at the, that, uh, those restaurants? Uh, People go there for a hot, spicy chicken sandwich, and they end up with a knuckle sandwich. I, I see all these videos online of people getting in fights there. Uh, I just, Don't get in fights here at Marley's. I think it's the, it's the same thing that, uh, uh, that uh, surrounds like the, the fights at Black Friday. You know, it, it just you, you, you pump a little energy into a big crowd and... <laughs> Bad stuff happens. Okay. How about that? Well, there's nothing but good things here at Marley's. I'll, I'll vouch for that. Okay. The second thing is this. Have you seen the video or the pictures of the puppy in Missouri who has been rescued, uh, taken to a rescue mission? It, it's a 10-week-old puppy, and it, um, it uh, had, has a special quality. Have you seen it? Nope. And it's pronounced Missouri. Missouri, I know. Missouri. Missouri. But the dog's, the puppy's name is Narwhal. Okay. And what makes him unique is he has two tails. He has a tail growing out between his eyes. Was he born by a nuclear power plant? Or? <laughs> that, that I don't know. I can't speak to that. But he... But he has his tail that's growing out of his forehead. Turn, turn your computer. That's freaking me out. I don't want to freaking see that. Freaking wild. He's cute. He's adorable. No. He's no. A, and, and, and so. He's, uh, a, he's a mutant. He's an outstanding puppy, they say. Uh, the vet says that there's no reason uh, for his extra tail to be removed. So, and, and he is currently at Max Mission in Missouri. And I suppose he's probably up for adoption. Uh, yeah. So here's my question to you. Nope, I wouldn't adopt it. No, that's not my question. My question is, if you are going to have a tail growing out of some part of your body, Ugh. where where would you pick to have that tail? Nope. <laughs> what do you Next. mean? No. Nope. What is wrong with you? I can't, I can't do a radio show if you guys don't participate. Nope. Where, if you had to have, like Narwhal, his tail is, uh, you know, yay long. So, I mean, it, it's about the size of a finger. So, if you had a finger-sized tail. <laughs> I don't want to talk about no, this. No, if you had to pick a place, would you have it out of your back? Would you have it out of your, your, out of, out of your leg? Would you have it, uh, where would you, if you had to have it? Coming right out of the side of my neck. <laughs> 
Oh, I guarantee you, wherever you have it growing out, uh, it's not going to be as cute as narwhal. Oh, that's it's not cute. <laughs> really? What? It's different. What? Do you hold something against somebody? Something that's different? Yeah. <laughs> In this case, 100%. Why? Look at him. He let's, is adorable. We're here at Marley's. Let's let's ask Sam. Sam, Sam, Sam saw the picture. Want? Does that freak you out? You know, so what if he has two tails? You know, what yeah. coming out of his face? It's like aerodynamics. <laughs> it helps him kind of run faster. <laughs> but doesn't, Sam, doesn't that tell you a lot about my co-host yeah, here, yeah. Jake? He's, he's judgmental. He, he's against cute animals. Yeah, and if someone's a little different, then he's going to somehow ostracize them and. Okay, uh, you can cast me in whatever light you want. Johnny, that, is that cute or not? Is he cute? He's cute, but the tail's weird. <laughs> the tail's weird. See? Yeah, but that's the whole point. You learn to love uh, an individual or a dog uh, based on his uniqueness or her uniqueness. Okay. He's got well, a tail growing out between his two eyes. That, how about, how about this? Why don't you come out to Marley's for some truly unique flavors? <laughs> I'd rather eat at Marley's than have an extra tail. Uh, <laughs> no, but the, the, the combos you guys throw on sliders are, are super cool. Those are, I mean, we talked about coming up with ideas for shakes, but coming up with ideas for the sliders, I bet, is also fun. Oh, yeah. We got like a filet slider. It's just a nice tender steak. And it's it's gonna change your world. It's no so good. Way. What what's, else? What's, is your on fa- there? what's your favorite? Yeah. So right now, I love that Thanksgiving one. Um, it's yeah. got that turkey gravy stuffing, cranberry sauce. Oh, like you that can't beat good. that. That does sound really oh, good. I'm getting good. that. But now, this fillet one has me intrigued. However, yeah, yeah, just a nice tenderized steak with a little bit of teriyaki sauce, some uh, Swiss cheese, and grilled onions. Seriously, oh man, that so sounds amazing. Good. That sounds so good. Uh, but you've got combos. I mean, and, and the best part about sliders is you can have one of each. And mix and match and, and experience all oh, yeah. those different flavors. Yeah, my go-to, I get three different sliders. I'll usually get a chicken and a beef and maybe a pastrami or something like that. And it, it's something different. And it's not like it's one big old burger that's just going to be greasy by the time you're done eating. Three is is a good number, that's isn't like it? That's like the perfect number. And then you get the fries alongside. Fries, and you a get shake. The shake. Oh, man, you yeah. walk away a happy person. That's heaven right there. Okay, we talked about the uh, – we have the French toast eating contest coming up uh, at this location on November 30th, and, and you thought you could get 20-plus? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to put money on it. Uh, what about <laughs> what about sliders? I mean, how many of those do you think you'd go through if you, you sat down and had a little? Sliders. I think I'd probably maybe squish down 10. That's a lot of That's sliders. That's a lot of sliders. <laughs> Man. I mean, I'm putting look myself at, at a different level. Hey, look how he's in good shape. He's uh, thin and uh, fit. <laughs> and you can really eat, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a military background, so I can just pack it in. There you go. So. See, I like that. I like uh, that optimism, too. Like, sit, that's setting the bar high. That's well, all Sam's got a lot yeah. in common with uh, Austin. Oh, another another <laughs> weight joke at Austin's expense. <laughs> I'm sure that just makes Austin feel great. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> All right, you got to try it for yourself. And if you mentioned you heard uh, you heard it on the zone, they're going to throw in the free shoestring fries, which are wonderful. Uh-huh. And if you come down during the show, you're hooking them up with a free shake. Oh yeah, you got to get that apple, or you got to get that tray pie shake. It is so good. Everybody's Done. been walking around with a shake today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you noticed they also have a big smile yes, on their face? I have. They noticed. go right hand in hand. Have you so, noticed yeah. that correlation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Sam. You're the best. Yeah, of course. Thanks, guys. Come see us, 114th South, 3561 West. Yes, Go Gordon. Ahead. I just want to apologize to Austin. I, I mean, Too my, late. Da- my daughters would be kicking me right now, big time, because they constantly say, "Do not judge an individual by the tail growing out between their ears <laughs> or between their eyes, or by I- any physical feature at all." And just you know. call me narwhal. Wait, <laughs> they're fat, aren't they? 
<laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's, mutant dog. It's a, it's a thin dog. But Austin is not one. He is not fat. And if he were fat, I would, I would love him all the same. It doesn't matter what your physical form you're is. About you, to I hit mean, oil what, there. Whether you look like, uh, you know, you're built like like uh, Mr. America or you're, you're shaped like a bowling pin. It really doesn't matter. You've got to love yourself. But we now know. See, you, or we if now you're 86. Know that, that, that Jake, if you've got a tail growing out of your forehead, then Jake, you, you're unacceptable to Jake. I just did, don't want to have you as a pet. <laughs> That's judgy. <laughs> How is that judgy? How is it judgy? How is it not judgy? Well, I mean, you've bought dogs before. Haven't you uh, looked for a specific breed? I mean, just because you want a big dog, does that mean you're prejudiced against the wiener dogs? No. No, no. But it's ridiculous. I, but I, have, if I, I don't want a dog but, but, with a tail in its head. <laughs> yeah, but you see, when you're looking for a certain breed, then, okay, you're looking for a breed. But if, there, if one of them has a tail, has two tails, what difference does it make? It makes a big one. Makes him unique. It makes him worth celebrating. Unique, yes, true. Fact. But not you. You want a dog with a tail? You want to leave? leave, Okay, you want to leave that dog at the mission at the rescue mission? Tanner Mangum is coming up next. Stay tuned. I want to kick your tail. Ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty. The zone.